0: Hey friends, I know what you're thinking. It's not Thursday and a new It's All Good has just dropped. What is this episode? Well, it is a pod swap. Hey everyone, I'm John Hansen, host of It's All Good, and I got to be on another great Chicago podcast, City Cast Chicago. They welcomed me on for their Friday episode uh, with great host Jacoby Cochran, and we thought, what the heck, we'll put our episode on their feed and uh, we'll put theirs on ours so you can hear, subscribe, and love all that they do at city cash chicago too so here's that episode from friday july 2nd
1: today on city cash chicago it's that time of the week y'all where we talk about the top news stories the most hyped stories and of course i gotta bring you some moments of joy and we've got the right person here to do that
0: i am always attracted to stories of people that kind of say okay that's the truth what are you going to do about it? And not just like wax poetic about what's wrong with our city, but someone that says, okay, well, I can make a change one person at a time.
1: John Hanson is the host of Block Club Chicago's weekly podcast, It's All Good, which celebrates people across the city doing good in their hood. It's Friday, July 2nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Chicago. Chicago. Asked me earlier this week. They was like, give us some names. And you were towards the top of my list, my friend. You were actually the only person that. I, I don't know why I'm saying No, actually, I'm I'm not even I'm not playing around. I want to look back at some of the news stories from this week that I couldn't stop thinking about or other people couldn't stop writing about and John Hansen, I wanted you to come in and have that conversation with me today welcome to CityCast Chicago
0: oh it's great to be here I've been a fan since you guys started day one uh, about a month before we started and it's just so nice like all the love to all the local podcasts man like that's the thing there is so much for everyone to consume here in Chicago and uh, I love your show I think it's great and I thank so much for having me here
1: Looking back on the news from the week, I want to start with the top story. What was that story that you kept seeing or you couldn't stop reading and learning more about this week?
0: (sighs) I am fascinated by the moves of the city council and the ever flowing battle and change that we've seen with Mayor Lightfoot and uh, the argument she had uh, during a city council meeting a couple of weeks ago, and then you have uh, the city council come back last Friday and they passed this compromise, John Baptiste Dusaba Lakeshore Drive, which I think is a good compromise, I guess. And
1: I mean, it's it's really just addition. It is yes. like, take both, put them together.
0: Right, and I feel like that. <laughs> I wish we could do that more with things, you know, because now you can call whatever the heck you want to do, and people, you know, you know, I remember the days that we all do of fifty nothing. City council votes, right? Someone backing Mayor Daly with whatever they want, and Mayor Emanuel to a certain extent too. And then obviously that world is different. And I know that that frustrates a lot of people. And was hosting on a WGN radio, and someone texted in like, "Don't you miss the days when it was no arguing?" And uh, oh boy, they thought that fifty heterosexual men did such a bad job. Well, they didn't argue. Well, guess what? I'm like, this is the point. This is what I think is uh-huh. good to see this arguing and fighting it's a little ugly at times and we might say what are they doing can't they get down to business but like we should embrace this as a city that there is this this discord happening in city council it means that there's more people at the table and when more people are mm-hmm. at the table people fight at the table right like if it's if it's think about Thanksgiving when you bring in more relatives and you bring in more backgrounds that's when you get some arguments that's when you hash some stuff out might be uncomfortable but you get stuff done
1: I think I appreciate that perspective because when I look at some of the infighting in city council, I was too young to really understand or to watch how a stacked city council kind of worked in favor of the mayor, but worked sort of in opposition to having more people at the table, having more young people, more voices of color. And so it is good to see that the city council is not just beholden to the whim of the mayor. Uh, The story that I was looking at this week was. The Illinois Supreme Court reinstating the right to a speedy trial at the start of the pandemic. They completely suspended a constitutional right, uh, which I think a lot of people kind of let fall under the radar. Because in our society, when we think about crime, when we think about trial, when we think about people being held behind bars on electronic monitoring, we think that's not my problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, And. Basically, that constitutional right said that, you know, if I'm booked, if I'm being held, if I'm being suspected for a charge, you have to process me through the criminal justice system in, you know, like 120 days or something like that's when you need to start my trial. And in Illinois, for months, going on a year and a half, that's just been in backlog. People have not been able to exercise their right to a speedy trial. And then some people who've been kept inside of the county, if you've read any stories about the conditions inside of our jails over even just the last 15 months, uh, we were not paying attention. We were not treating it humanely at all.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. That story didn't uh, ping me as much as it did you. And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I think that during the pandemic, we were all fighting over really simple things that the government was saying, like, don't go here. They're not simple, but you know what I mean? Like, hey, don't go to these bars, don't go to these restaurants, wear your masks. And uh, I think we lost sight of, like, these secondary and tertiary things that were really important and that they didn't, there wasn't, like, the space in the news, I think, probably irresponsibly of news outlets, but there wasn't the space for that dialogue. I don't know if there was enough RAM in some people's brains to handle that conversation. You get it, right? Like court systems can't meet in person. Like there are going to be slowdowns. What do you do? How do you navigate those constitutional waters? And God forbid we ever have another lockdown, but I hope that this is examined a little bit more and where, you know, now that we've all gotten a little bit more technologically savvy, that this sort of thing doesn't happen again. We're at least better prepared to keep the criminal justice system going.
1: The next topic area that I want to discuss is something you learned about the city this week. And in line with my personality, um, I did not learn or the thing that I'm talking about is not something joyful. I learned that the city's disparity between vaccinating communities of color and particularly the 15 hardest communities through the protect Chicago plus program uh, that that did not reach efficacy levels like they had hoped or assumed it would. In fact, the disparity between, Uh, sort of wealthier white communities and communities of color that were hardest hit by the pandemic, that disparity increased since February when they rolled out this program.
0: Right. And before people say, well, uh, historically speaking, black Americans and uh, Latin American, Latino, Latino Americans are less likely to get the vaccines. The numbers show that that's not the case anymore. It's not a hesitancy problem. They've done a really quite a, good job trying to educate the public on this and some of the most recent polls show that black americans are just as likely if not even more likely than white americans to want to get the vaccine so yes this is a distribution and efficacy problem this is not a hesitancy problem yeah
1: john what have you learned about chicago this week and all the i mean you got like 40 jobs across (laughs) the city so many opportunities to suck up knowledge
0: yeah well i appreciate that uh i learned Uh, That uh, a black-owned LGBTQ plus bar uh, on the south side of Chicago is. The maybe the country's longest-running black-owned gay bar, and I've never heard of it. And as someone, as part of the LGBTQ plus community, I like to venture out of my comfort zone to try new bars, and Jeffrey Pub is next for me. It's at 74, uh, 7041 South Jeffrey. It's especially notable that it's still going because so many black-owned bars uh, and LGBTQ uh, bars have vanished across the country over the past years. Pride Month just wrapping up there are so many blind spots within our own community. Like before I came out and I was really a part of the LGBTQ community, I thought there is no more welcoming community than the gay community. And the reality is that isn't always true. And the reality is we all have our own blind spots there too. Uh, And so much happens on the North side with pride. So much happens on Halstead street, but there are so many uh, youth on the South side that still have no place to be themselves and to feel comfortable in their own skin. And someone shouldn't have to travel nine miles to go to a bar where they feel comfortable. And I'm just glad to know that there is this awesome bar on the south side, and I've got to check it out. Uh,
1: I actually lived off of 71st and Cornell, so I had seen the building um, and the pub uh, quite a few times going into that local grocery store. But I had never stopped in, and I did not know the history. So shout out to Block Club Chicago um, for waking me up, because clearly I was asleep.
0: Uh, (laughs) But me too, man. I mean, that's the thing. And that... I'm always kind of filled with this embarrassment when I don't know something like that, but I know there's other people like me that feel the same way. So I might as well just share my embarrassment and welcome everyone in.
1: I want you to give me a story that got a lot of hype, maybe in the media, maybe in small circles. That Let's just be real. You ain't really give a damn about. You read it. You checked up on it, but you're like, I don't care. I don't care.
0: Uh, Do we have to stay local? I will say that anything, and I know this is... uh, Entitled to say anything with the Trump charges I don't care about. I know everyone is so (laughs) excited or some people are excited. Obviously, some people aren't.
1: If you could explain really quickly, what are the charges that they are facing? I know right, you don't give a damn about it, but I, I believe it was the family organization.
0: Yeah, no, this is the actual Trump organization. Yeah, so the business itself. Alan Weisberg, the uh, chief financial officer, uh, was uh, formally indicted. I believe the company was indicted too. Uh, he's arraigned. Uh, on no shock. Afternoon. No shock. Yeah, I just I there's there's so much to care about. Like, I just cannot. <laughs> I see it, I note it, I move on with my life.
1: I'm going to be right there with you, honestly, Uh, in terms of maybe an unpopular opinion. I got my firework fixed already. I hear fireworks every single day in my neighborhood. I've been hearing them even before Juneteenth. And so if you're telling people where to go for fireworks, stop. And I don't know what I'm saying you shouldn't do any, right? You know, have a have a nice one here, have a nice one there, but like the concentrated number of fireworks.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Not excited about fireworks. I need to do one more really quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Cubs—they're terrible this week. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh man, I was so excited earlier, and I just—I can't wait. I'm so sick of hearing about the Cubs. I'm a huge Cubs fan. Can't wait till they sell off this whole team, move on with our lives, get rid of them all. Who cares? <laughs>
1: Oh, wow. You in the dirt right now. I mean, like, I, I had Link Casper on a couple weeks ago, and then we got swept. And so I felt bad after that, but you sound like you really over it. Man,
0: I am jealous of Sox fans. They're in for a fun couple of months. The Cubs fans, they were teased with this uh, little uh, team that was uh, 10 or 11 games above 500. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ain't happening. Sell them off, baby. <laughs>
1: Well, I need to pull you back to the space that you love, you enjoy, and that's talking about good news. And you all do such a good job of kind of bringing in some joy. You had an individual who was cooking out of their kitchen, using their uh, stimulus checks to provide meals for people in the community. So thank you so much for bringing more and more joy into my daily life. Cause I'm gonna be honest, I'm not getting my recommended dose. <laughs>
0: Right, we all need a little bit, right? And I think that that's, that's what we try and do. It's like 20 minutes of a reprieve. It doesn't mean we don't like tackle serious things. I am always attracted to stories of people that kind of say, okay, that's the truth. What are you going to do about it? And not just like wax poetic about what's wrong with our city, but someone that says, okay, well, I can make a change one person at a time. I can do this. And like you mentioned, Jackie and Glace, the person who was going through law school and... uh you know, was chopping onions while doing Zoom uh, law school classes, like she said, I'm going to do 25 lunches. And when she went to deliver those lunches to the nonprofit, she realized that the people that were getting the lunches, it wasn't the face of hunger that you sometimes and wrongly associate with it. It's everyday Chicagoans, people that look like anyone out there. And I just, I'm so attracted to stories of Chicagoans
1: doing so much. So I want you to give me some good news to get you through.
0: Oh boy. There's so many good news stories. I love the story of project molasses, which is an organization uh, in the city of Chicago that really, really fights for black trans lives and women and gives them performance spaces. I, I, there's a lot of um, black drag performers who have said many times over the years that they haven't had comfortable safe spaces uh, to be themselves. And this, organization fights for it. And one really cool thing that they do is they teach self-defense classes and they've been doing a lot of those recently. And I think that that is just that, again, one of those groups that said, all right, this is a problem in our city. We're fixing it. And the Ida B Wells monument unveiling makes you feel good.
1: You know, yeah, that that was mine, oh, actually. Well,
0: then never mind. Pivot. Let's roll it back page. to Kobe. What's yours?
1: <laughs> no, my my God. We're on the exact same page. The Ida B. Wells monument, the Light of Truth monument. I mean, we can't say enough how important the Ida B. Wells Barnett is as a figure, right? As an anti-lynching advocate, as somebody who fought for women's rights, for civil rights. And the Light of Truth monument is in Bronzeville off of I believe 37th and Langley. Uh, it's a beautiful statue. We've talked a lot about problematic monuments in Chicago and this is one that is a great representation of what public art should be and what history and stories it should tell.
0: There's also something to be said for, and again, this is an embarrassment corner time. You know, I knew the, the broad strokes about Ida B. Wells, but until they renamed Congress, to Ida B. Wells drive. That's what kind of prompted me to dive deeper. And you know, her boycott of the 1893 Columbia exposition. All I'm saying is when you rename something, <laughs> you learn something. And uh, that could be, that, that brings us full circle to uh, our new name for, for Lakeshore drive. Jean-Baptiste Zabel Lakeshore drive. Might have everyone Google something. Hey, can you get me Colbert? By the way, jeez, come on! <laughs> yeah, we talk like, about that ke- good
1: news. But- we're not
0: trying to keep up with the Joneses here, but I mean, <laughs> come on, man.
1: Honestly, I, I tell this all the time. I don't know how I ended up here. I don't know what they were thinking but i'm grateful and the people i've gotten to sit down and talk to i mean i'm just grateful to the local journalists i'm grateful to local podcasts like yourself and all of that didn't answer your original question which was can we help you get stephen colbert and Honestly, I, I have no idea. You're just trying to run out the No idea. Me, I, I don't know how they pulled that one off. But uh, John Hansen, the Blackhawks, WGN Radio, Block Club, Chicago, formerly of The Jam. John, I appreciate you so much for joining us on CityCast Chicago to shoot the shit. They don't let us call it that, but that's basically what the hell we're doing.
0: Yeah. I love shooting the shit with you, Jacoby. Thanks, man.
1: We want to keep making the podcast better and better. And of course, that means we need your help. Not only for you to keep listening every day, but also take our audience survey and tell us what you like, what you don't like. It's at chicago.citycast.fm slash survey. While you're at our website, sign up for our daily newsletter. It's packed with Chicago stories, moments of joy, and some events you can add to your calendar. Thanks to Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop And Sam Trump for all the music. And of course, thank you. We're back on Tuesday. Peace.